0: Introducing Minor Wisdom, Quintet! Oh. One, 2 as da da do. Minor Wisdom!
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for not being here. For you people, yes, you people, the last two weeks or so, I honestly just got tired of looking at Zoom and facebook messenger and all these things that we're using right now to engage our students and talk to other adults and so i just had to take myself a little break i also just wrapped up what is known as the fort ben isd jerry baber awards it was the sixth annual jerry baber awards and we did it this time obviously online it's a tony award thing kind of a a tommy tune thing if you're in houston a gatsma thing if you're in austin uh dallas summer musicals in dallas i know san antonio has one anyway it's our version of that but just for our district and the students actually judge this stuff now i've talked about this on past podcasts before but this time i i put it together to so it was like a 56 minute youtube video of different presenters which i am so grateful for all these presenters some of them names you know some of them not as well known but uh, they were amazing people to put this stuff together, alley theater actors, actors on screen from the west coast, actors on stage from the east coast, all people that have been in the business and are doing things right now, but, well, I should say are hopefully going to be doing things soon because the business is kind of shut down segue into something else that has never been made official on my podcast i will now be at travis high school in fort ben isd i will be a proud travis tiger my dullest viking family is uh telling me that i am a traitor but i am not a traitor i was not planning on doing this but because of the rona i have decided to go back to teaching even though i really never left technically but I was going to go to the University of Houston, get an MFA in lighting design, and then go off into the entertainment industry. All the while working in the entertainment industry to try to make ends meet and foot put, excuse me, foot foot, uh, put food on my kids' tables. Well, the entertainment industry is—I don't know if you know this, but not doing so well right now. So I have decided to go and re uh, take away my resignation and went to Travis High School so I'm super grateful for that going to be teaching with the great Jessica Swafford going to be working with an amazing principal and a somewhat decent band director who probably does not listen to this podcast but he's a very good friend of mine anyway so I'm super excited about that now I am minor wisdom of fish baby other things I want to talk about is that the Texas Thespian Professional Development Program has pretty much been launched now. I believe you can now go on and register. Maybe I could be jumping ahead of myself. I know you can register for the big festival that was supposed to take place in Indiana, but maybe the professional development one's not open yet, but it will be soon. And that is a really exciting opportunity because you get super cheap professional development from the comfort of your own home. It's you know everything a teacher could ask for so it's uh, amazing an amazing opportunity that i highly recommend everybody sign up for so that you can get that credit that you have to have you legally have to have for the TEA to recognize you as a certified teacher so why not do it from the comfort of your own home so plug for the Texas Thespians This week I have John Clark from Marble Falls High School, and over the past couple of days I've interviewed quite a few people to get some content for you all, and I've had an exciting time because some of these people, not uh, one made me laugh the entire time, not John, John made me laugh, but it's not his forte to make people laugh, but John made me laugh for some, you know, because he's got colors and is coloring a Game of Thrones um, book, so, you know, that's Cute and funny, but other people have made me laugh. And then I also had Christy Clausen on. Uh, Christy is the one of the uh, moderators for the technical. Theater Educators Facebook page and Christy was a wealth of knowledge just a crazy amount of knowledge that is coming out of that woman Christy Ross Clausen and she and I could have talked for hours and hours and hours but I reduced it down to about an hour of for the podcast and that's going to come out next week so I'm super excited to present that to you guys and then but let's focus on this week. John Clark again is at Marble Falls and something that I usually do is because I don't want to sound like a complete jackass or an idiot on my own podcast, but I did ask John right at the beginning, "Hey man, Marble Falls, uh, that's outside of Dallas, right?" and he's like, mm, "No, you're an idiot, and maybe you should do some research every once in a while." And I thought, "You know what? I'm busy." So I uh, was corrected and I left it in. And for the sole reason, I only left it in because at the very end of the podcast, he gets on his own little soapbox and uh, talking about location of schools, and and, and I'm not going to ruin everything for you, but uh, he he mentions it, so I can't cut it out because then it would cut out maybe the best part of this podcast, which is then we go on to a uh, sort of conversation about a made up middle school that ends up being very funny. And while I'm saying that, I highly recommend, and I know it's different right now, but I highly recommend that everyone listen to the entirety of most of these podcasts because what happens, the dynamic of what happens with these podcasts, and it has happened before, and if you are a big fan, then you know exactly what I'm talking about, but these podcasts end up turning into uh, very uh, sort of timid and and kind of boring, if if I shall say, beginning first couple of minutes of it, because I don't think anybody is quite sure of what they're getting themselves into. And then the, the microphone, the computer screen, whatever it is, kind of disappears, and it becomes a conversation uh, between two people. And that's exactly what I want it to be, is a simple conversation between two people getting to know the person that I'm interviewing. and so I hope you guys listen to the entirety because the people start getting more and more comfortable. Now that's not to say that John was uh, holding back at the beginning, but what ends up happening at the end is uh, he got more comfortable with me. I got more comfortable with him and we go off on this kind of fun little bit of uh, a made-up school and it entertained me and I hope entertains you. Enough about all of that rigmarole. Here is John Clark from Marble Falls. High school, first of all, thanks for coming back. Uh, that means a lot. So, haven't had a lot of people on more than once. Um, so you, uh, just to remind people in a nutshell, you're at Marble Falls High School in Marble Falls, which is not far from Dallas, correct? No, no, it is quite a ways from Dallas. Where we're am I? Where am I about,
0: we're about an hour north of Austin,
1: actually. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I I'm thinking north of that's all my mind said was it's north of <laughs> so yeah okay all right so central texas-ish
0: central texas yeah, yeah.
1: okay and uh had you on last year uh for mm-hmm. 5a state uh qualifier and uh uh that's correct right 5a Yes. Yeah, good. See, I got, yay, one out of two. Um, and uh, not to not to open up old wounds, but you did not win state, <laughs> but you made it to state, and that's that's most of the battle. Uh, so you should be commended. It was the first time, as you said on the pod uh, a year ago, you said it was the first time that Marble Falls had ever made it to state?
0: That's correct. Um, it was our first year. We'd made it to region two years before that um but and i think in our in our whole history of the school we had made it to region two times total before that three-year run that we had um before this whole coronavirus thing but um yeah so our kiddos made history last year
1: and uh did did your school, like, what did your school, and, and if nothing is the answer, then maybe I'll cut this out, but <laughs> <laughs> did your school do anything special for those kids or, or like, a recognition of any sort?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, we have, like, usually whenever we get out of district or whenever we're at area, they'll do a pep rally for us, okay. and they'll kind of include all the spring sports. Um, it was really cool because we had a parent who – um, actually had ties to the EMS and the police department and the first responder community. And so they did like a nice little send off for us the day that we left for state. And they, we, we did a show called The Storm in the Barn, and it's all about this town waiting for rain and, the, and drought, uh, uh, ridden Kansas in the uh, Dust Bowl. And so when we actually left the school, the fire department rained down um, oh. water on us on the bus. So it was really cool experience, too leave Marble Falls and go into contests like that.
1: That's cool. Uh, and and were your kids like opening the windows or <laughs> did, they, did they, I mean, were you on a school, were you on a yellow dog or were you on a regular charter bus? No, we were on a yellow dog. Man. Um, and
0: uh, I wish we had told them to to lower their windows so that they could hear the sirens better just cause that would have been fun. But
1: we didn't think uh, think about it. That's when you find the leaks in the bus, when the fire department uh, sprays you with the water hose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's funny. And then this year, you guys did compete this year. You made it to by district, correct?
0: Yeah, that's correct. Okay. We, we went to district and got out of it. Um, and we were excited, really excited about our show because we had not polished it at all. In fact, we had the worst... Uh, dress rehearsal the day before a contest that I think we've ever had. Okay. And the kids hunkered down in their, in their uh, dressing room and ran through the show a couple of times. We do a lot of ensemble heavy stuff. And so it's, there's a lot of moving parts. And the kids ran the show okay, two two times, basically. And when we went to the contest, um, it was awesome. They just had an incredible run and we were lucky to get out.
1: Uh, that's cool. So have you guys done now that, you know, things are with what they are, have you brought the kids back together to do anything to kind of wrap it up knowing that they had to end on a sort of non-traditional note?
0: Yeah, we did actually, we had a, we did a zoom, uh, read through, um, and it was horrible because of zoom, you know, zoom (laughs) is, is just the worst platform I think to do theater, at least that that instance was uh, because kids microphones were cutting out they were reconnecting they couldn't i mean some of our leads had the worst internet um and so when we to do a run through it was comically bad but we laughed so hard um in fact i recorded it and i i watched it once over um just because it was so atrocious but the kids were in stitches and i think it was definitely much needed to just see everybody that, that they missed
1: That's funny. Did you, did you invite people to it or did it, was it just the kids and you guys?
0: No, it was just a, it was just a run through. We just wanted to see how effective it would be. Yeah. Um, and we determined not very much. Um, (laughs) and we also had thought about, we had thought about not, uh, not putting it to bed yet. Um, the idea was that maybe we could get to bed, get together in June and do it one more time and, I think uh, it's just not a good idea at this point to bring 28 humans back together in the midst of all this. And so we decided to put it to, to rest.
1: Yeah, so, you know, the the thought has been around there for a couple of people to bring back a show next year and try to remount the show next year. Uh, where, you, where are you – I was about to say where you are on that, but uh, I, I English gooder than that. Where are you on – that world or, or are you one of these people that thinks where is i where is you where's I? uh <laughs> but because uh, a lot of you know most people think the majority of people think but i have seen some that are against uh, that are different that think that i chose this show for this year for this group of kids for this cast uh where are you where's your mind on that one
0: um so i was in two different camps um initially i was like no like it's a new show it's a new year let's Let's move on. And not that not that I'm having a hard time letting go of the show, but I'm just looking at the kids that we have returning, and it might actually fit the returning kids better. Yeah. So I'm not saying yes to that, but I'm not going to take it off the table. Um, just because I like to do shows that are relatively unknown somewhat, uh, at least in the one-act play realm. And this one is, and so that one like checks off a box for me as far as uh, criteria.
1: What is the most popular play you've ever done for one act or the biggest name?
0: Oh, my, our first three years, um, I did, I did two Ludwigs and then I did an Arthur Miller. I did leading ladies moon over Buffalo. And then I did a weird Arthur Miller, which is after the fall, which is a tough show to
1: do. What made you, what made you go against kind of your philosophy? Your own personal philosophy or not philosophy, Um, but, you know, mind.
0: I think it was, it wasn't so much uh, necessarily picking shows that were well known. I think it was more so picking shows that um, suited our style. Okay. Um, Yeah, that that changed. I think that was one of the turning points for us um, after the three year mark when we started doing well and having some success
1: right when you choose those kind of lesser known shows do you usually get a response from that playwright or any assistance or uh go get them chap kind of thing
0: um it, it kind of depends yeah. the
1: first one that we did was
0: treasure island uh which was an adaptation from the national theater and we did not reach out to her very much or talk to her very much the playwright and then the next year we did oh I'm sorry, the year before that we did Alice by Dennis McGanza. And Dennis McGanza is amazing to work with. Yeah. He is incredible. So responsive and so supportive and was on the phone with me for a couple of meltdowns and he was just <laughs> <laughs> he was awesome. And then this last year or no, the year before that we did Storm in the Barn and the we never heard from the playwright, but we did hear from the publisher and they were they were awesome as yeah.
1: well. Did uh, did you get assistance uh, when you did Alice, did uh, cutting the show? Like, you know, like, was um, giving some input?
0: No, he was, I mean, he was 100%, like, you do whatever you okay. think you need to do. Um, but I did send him our script, and he approved of it. Yeah, he was just incredible.
1: That's cool. And that's cool for the kids, too, to, like, you know, whether the playwright is on the level of an Arthur Miller or you know not uh that that's kind of neat for the kids to get to experience that i think um we we had that to an extent a couple of years ago but not nearly that uh involved as it as it sounds from your end so you know that's good uh yeah we had a we did a show called the old
0: man of the old moon this year yeah and it's it's written by the pig pen theater company and they're also like a band like a touring band and we um I reached out to them and I just said, "Hey, this is what we're doing and we're really excited, the kids are excited." And they got back to me on almost immediately and and responded and said, "Hey, we're so we love this that you're doing this. We love the poster that this kid created for the show. We think it's beautiful. And actually one of their members grew up in the Austin area okay. and they said, "Hey, let us know whenever you're going to have your public performance because one of our guys uh, parents lives in Austin and might go to Marble Falls to see your performance, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, that's amazing!" And so when we we first started our first read through, I showed the kids that message, and they were just over the moon, over the That That's kind of neat. About uh, about yeah, being able to show their work to one of the um, family members.
1: So one of the uh, unique elements of kind of your your background your history is is again i joked at the beginning about saying that you kind of have never left marble falls and it's kind of your baby do you have people uh, approaching you in the community knowing you from your childhood teenage years and now don't know that you're a mar you know a, a still in marble falls or do they think you're just home visiting or you know, you know what I mean? Like, like do people see, oh, it's little John, and, you know, I remember you from when you were yay big, and now, what are you doing now? And you're like, I still live here. <laughs> <laughs> well, <I'm> still... <laughs> i never left. <laughs> is, that, um, is that something that's happened to you? No,
0: it's it's kind of the opposite, because oh, yeah. I was, in school, I was always on stage, and I, I was one of those kids who wanted to be involved in everything, yeah. so... I was an escort for the starlets. I was, I, you know, I played a few sports. Um, I was in student council. I really wanted to be, have my hands in everything. And so I was, I, I feel like when I go out in public, I'm worried that that person that just nodded to me knows me from <laughs> school or knows me. Yeah. Cause you know, whenever you're a director, you go out on stage and you introduce the show and, and you don't get a chance to talk to everybody, but everybody sees you. Yeah. And so I think it's the opposite. And I'm a pretty private person. Um, so when I go out in public, I'm, I'm just a little wary that maybe I've said something or I know that person <laughs> or they know me somehow. And yeah. I don't know, it just, it reads me out a little
1: bit. It's funny because, you know, now with my, with my personal change of uh, switching schools, I now will be teaching at a school that's right down the street from my house. So before, you know, my district is large and so before yeah. I was teaching 20 25 minutes away, so running into a student of mine never happened. Uh <laughs> rarely happened, shall I say. So now I'm I'm concerned. I have that same concern of oh man, I got to watch what I do and I'm going to see parents and but the positive I thought about this a couple days ago is the, the positive, the, the silver lining of wearing a mask <laughs> you know, yeah. is now you can kind of get away with, uh, not just robbing a stop and go, but also being, uh, uh, unrecognized from a parent or a student, maybe hopefully. So. Oh, that's,
0: that's brilliant. I need to try that. Yeah. Um, it's funny.
1: <laughs> robbing a funny stop and go or, or being recognized. All of the maybe, above. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, no, it's funny because I'm, uh, I'm in the process of maybe purchasing my first house. And, um, man, Marble Falls is a small community because even though we're a 5A, we're, we're Marble Falls, but we include a lot of areas yeah. around us. Um, so the actual, like, inside of Marble Falls is like, huge. Um, but I was, I was at this house, looking at this house with my realtor, and I realized that one of my kiddos lives next door, and he was outside mowing the lawn or something. And he sees me in my truck and he comes over and he's like, and I'm like, Hey neighbor, how you doing? And so he just says hi to me. And then he goes off and my realtor comes in and we walk inside and like 15 minutes later, there are two of my kids, high school kids outside in their Jeep and they're parked in front of this kid's house. And I just kind of wave at them and they're like, Oh, Hey Clark. And what a coincidence. And we come over. Apparently the kid that was next to me um, had had gotten on his Snapchat and had posted on a story that Mr. Clark might be moving in next to him and all the, and all this stuff. And then of course I had two of these high school kids roll up and then we just had a nice little block party with me and three <laughs> of my kiddos, you know, 15 minutes after I showed up to this place and like, you, funny. you're kidding me, right? Like
1: give me a little space. Here, guys. <laughs> and, and that's why you're not getting that house. <laughs> right. We're yeah. not going to offer. Yeah. Well, good for you. Good for you for, for, searching right now how how is that going right now like is that is that just a little unique as far as house shopping is concerned with the current situation we're in
0: actually you know it's a really good time to buy from what i understand the um interest rates are crazy low yeah. like three three point five three and a quarter um and i don't know a whole lot this is like i said it's my first yeah. house to potentially buy. but so this is all um, your fault yeah because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking for a house everybody decides to hunker down um you know i think it's a really good time to yeah,
1: buy actually so it is. if you're looking yeah. Yeah. looking marble falls uh good for you yeah ho- hopefully you find something nice don't just settle speaking as somebody that settled on my first house <laughs> uh okay. and then, you know roaches and all kinds of stuff because we we had to quickly buy because of the situation we were in but we ended up turning that house around for double almost double the price that we purchased it for so uh uh, you know, wow. maybe, maybe that's something to, to consider as well, since you're, you know, all, th- I th- consider all theater people to be handy. So I would assume that you could, uh, figure some things out. One of the best things that we did as homeowners in our first house was we would invite, uh, um, uh, whatever specialist there is to come out and say, Hey, how would you, you know, like give us a quote on this and how would you do this? And then I would sit there, watch what they're doing, telling me what they're doing, And then I would just say, "Okay, we'll call you." Never call, and then we just do it. (laughs) And so, uh, (laughs) because that's awesome. Yeah, my wife and mother-in-law are just as handy, so we we just figured it out and did it. And we, you know, I think that house is still standing. I don't think it's burned down yet. So, you know, it's been a few years.
0: Yeah, I think that's, I think that's the the idea. Because you know, I had two options, which is, it's an old house, so I could do a renovation loan and just have the experts come in and do it. Which some of it I'm not gonna touch. I'm right. not gonna do the electric
1: on the no. house. But you're not te- I can technically you're not allowed to anymore in this state, so unless you're licensed. Right. Yeah.
0: But but I can do I could put up a privacy fence and I can yeah. build a
1: deck and I can, you know, maybe redo some of the
0: bathroom. Yeah. So yeah, that's the idea.
1: Yeah, tiling, drywall, uh uh that kind of stuff. All the cosmetic stuff, totally you could totally do all that. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't mess with electrical and plumbing is just uh, it's the worst. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plumbing is not fun. Uh, cause you don't know do you, if there's water in that. Do you watch a lot of HGTV? Yeah, we do. Um, and you know, what are the, uh, the people from Waco, the, the, the husband, wife, uh, um, probably not too, I, too far from you, but, um, they're, uh, they, they just, they do some great stuff. So we just watch them do a boat a houseboat. It was awesome. Made us want to get a houseboat. Now we want to go like just <laughs> get a floating house and go live on the water. Why not? See,
0: I I haven't watched HGTV in a while and now I, I feel like I need to get back into it. To I learn
1: all this Yeah, stuff. I think if you're if you're even if you're just buying a house and you're not flipping it or and it's 90% complete and you just have a couple things you want to change, it's still a great resource. It it inspires you, I think, you know, plug for HGTV, I guess, but um it's kind of like watching national geographic and going out and buying a crocodile you know it's like uh (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's just gonna be something that makes you want to do something you know uh but yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. but that's fun i love that yeah let me know if you need Um, any help i'll send my wife
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah come on down man she loves uh... (laughs) it. Yeah, we'll buy
1: a boat or something. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, no, you can't do that. You, I, I get to do that. You, <laughs> I'll just, just ride. Yeah, that's we'll it. invite you for a barbecue. Um, so, a couple of other questions. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, by the way, every time I cough now, I'm so nervous. <laughs> I'm so nervous. <laughs> I know it's just allergies, but I, you know, it just it freaks me out. It's, it's sort of that hypochondriac in me.
0: Yeah, that first that first week, I think uh, like I woke up and I had a little bit of a cough and I was like, oh, "This is it. This <laughs> is it for me. I'm a goner. It I'm, sucks. I'm done for.
1: Yeah, my sister just recently had two tests. So, so th- I shouldn't say this on a on a podcast, but I'm going to. But she just had two tests, uh, coronavirus tests done. She works for a hospital, so she didn't realize the second or this the reason she got a test the second time. Is because the hospital offers tests she didn't realize that so which she should have but anyway the first test they just told they had her swab her own nose and not sure. like you've seen all these videos where they practically touch your brain with a cotton swab um, <laughs> yeah Get she, in there. yeah she goes to the second test and said I left there crying I was in tears because it was just it was just so bad turns out she's negative but um, but the, but it made her think that first test they're not doing it right um, you know, but is what it is. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully people are getting the right treatment. I,
0: I have a family member that just had a, a test, not in the household, but she said it wasn't that bad. I mean, she said it was a little weird and uncomfortable, but yeah, not, yeah, not they're like the Egyptian doctors that are pulling your know, brains out of, a, yeah. out of a mummy kind of uncomfortable.
1: Well, uh. I, I hopefully, hopefully I never have to have one, but, uh, I know of one family that had to like restrain their kid cause they were, yeah, knock, yeah knock on wood <laughs> as you know, is that a, no, oh, no, it looks like a wooden wall behind you, but it, I guess it's not, but, uh, I oh, don't know. It's yeah. definitely not. <laughs> There's, there you go. <laughs> Speaking right. of which, what is, so, you know, horrible for podcasts to talk about what's in a video, but what is that yeah. book? Or is uh, that... this is my walking Dead. Oh, okay. Coloring right. book. Oh, it's a coloring book. Um, yeah, it's Walking Dead.
0: You know, I love coloring, and Blake, send help because I have spent so much money on Sharpies. Yeah, I see that. And markers. Look at this. Do you, have, do you have Prismas? Oh, yeah. I yeah. got Prismas in here. Yeah. I got a whole stash, man. I got you. I'll hook you up. Wow. If you want to have a good coloring, coloring night, come on over to Marble Falls, and we'll... We'll eat barbecue and eat on your boat as it yeah, goes down its lengths.
1: Right. So so what why coloring? Like what is that what is there what is it about coloring that's uh, that keeps you going? The, the the intrigue your intrigue for coloring.
0: I don't think it's anything so much coloring as is it's an outlet whenever I'm not crazy busy. Yeah. Because you know we we're always crazy busy and we're always but we're crazy busy getting to do a creative something We're, we have some kind of outlet to do something fun and i really don't color a lot i just when i do i want it i want to have good toys to play with yeah um but yeah in this right now in this weird time it's really therapeutic to just be able to do something creative and artistic and even if that's coloring inside the lines
1: um yeah it's it, it, funny it, it's worth it have you done puzzles uh i have not done
0: any puzzles okay my family likes to do puzzles. But I'm not. I'm not a huge, hugely into puzzles, but I've also been super busy. Right. What's crazy about this whole thing, I think, is that I don't have rehearsal. I'm not doing any shows, and just with like the end of the year stuff, and like the paperwork and the purchasing for you know graduation materials yeah. and induction materials, um, and then also maybe trying to do virtual ITF. Right. Um, and, yeah, and, and then doing this online teaching and online grading, it is, it is crazy yeah. that I feel like I'm able to do or, you know, that theater teachers in general are able to do these things normally.
1: Yeah, yeah. So what is, what is uh, your online platform that you guys are using? Uh, we're using Google Classroom. Okay. Which, yeah. I've heard a lot of positive good. things. Yeah, I've heard positive things. We we're not using that, but because we had already purchased something before this whole thing went down, so we didn't have to scramble. That said, it outed a lot of teachers that didn't pay attention to the original training when they're asking questions about how do I log in, um, things <laughs> like that. But uh, wh- what have you? What are some things that you've done though with the theater kids to get them to do actual theater instead of um, just submitting? text for a project, just for a grade, just for project's sake. You know what I mean? Like, have you had them do monologues or have you had them perform for a camera? Have you taught them that seeing their forehead is not a full on performance of a monologue, that kind of stuff?
0: (laughs) That's funny. Um, yeah, we've done a little bit of that. We uh, created a musical uh, Google classroom so that we could actually hear the kiddos perform some of the songs that we're thinking about. Um, Yeah, we've tried to keep in touch with Zoom, like with our officers. Um, But as far as, like, assignments go, I tried to do – I'm a huge fan of – where is it? I don't have it with me. Um, John Jory, he's got tips for the actors, and they're just literally, like, one page. And we use them all the time in class, and I reference them in rehearsal. And we have not had a whole ton of – a lot of time to do those in class, so we thought we would, you know, pick those back up and do those with the kiddos. Um, And so – I think those are super helpful, but they are, they are text based. Um, right. And, and I, I don't think that's, that's a problem. Like, no, I, you know, theater is an academic. So when, when we spend so much time rehearsing or doing scenes in class and doing exercises and run throughs and vocal warm ups and all that stuff, sometimes we neglect um, the academic side of things, just, you know, knowing terms and knowing the vernacular and knowing what Clark's going to say,
1: during rehearsal, and <laughs> if Clark says,
0: "Hey, you're not protecting the name here," the kid knows
1: what that is. Right. So What is? I, I think it's. I was going to say, what is a takeaway that from this that you think a positive takeaway from all this that that we're going to use? You know, let's let's assume in the fall it's still a little weird and different, maybe hybrid or something to that effect. But let's say in twenty twenty three or twenty four, when everything has calmed down, we have a vaccine, whatever what is a takeaway from this time in our life that you think we're going to apply back to our world of theater? Uh, not necessarily just academics, but uh, just in the world of theater.
0: Um, I think probably we're going to see the, um, that more, more theaters are not afraid of sharing their work online. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I don't know if you know this, like, But
1: Hamilton, Hamilton,
0: (laughs) Hamilton is coming to Disney plus.
1: Do you know Julio Morales at Sharpstown high school down here? So Julio, uh, I, I adore the man. He's a big fan of this podcast too, but that's not why I adore him. Although that helps, but, um, he, he's, he's just a brilliant guy with, with what he does down here. Anyway, he posted, I think yesterday or two days ago, like, so does that mean, disney now owns hamilton and all these people i mean you know how facebook works where most of these boomers don't check to see what has already been posted so he's just got (laughs) posts from uh teacher after teacher of disney already owns you disney owns everything you know all this kind of stuff so yeah it the word got around relatively quickly i guess (laughs) no kidding man
0: like i didn't even post about it yeah
1: no you don't need to ever so so you think that that uh, not necessarily shows, but also uh, the r- licensing companies and things like that will start to make it okay that the content or, or figure out a way to make it okay that the content is online. That's your, t- that's one of your takeaways, I'm assuming. Not your only one.
0: For, for sure. I'm um, just like, I think educational theater in general is going to be changed because of the national theater. Yeah. Like the national theater in, U- in the UK has released some of their biggest some of their biggest productions, yeah. um, Frankenstein with Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, uh, what else did they? they oh, man, Treasure Island. Yeah. That was that was one of the adaptations we did for One Act a couple of years ago, and they finally released it. And so I think that I think more theaters in general are going to start to release resources for kids so that they can access them from home.
1: Yeah. Have you been able to see some of these things? Like Vectorworks did this, ETC's done it. All these uh, free or relatively cheap online platforms, have you, have you been able to take advantage of that stuff or send it to your kids to say, hey, learn Vectorworks for free? Have you seen, or is this news to you?
0: No, that's news to me. What I've up. seen a couple of good good lighting websites and other websites that have released some stuff that I've been looking at. Um, but no, I need to look that up because yes. i got a kid that's majoring in lighting.
1: Yeah, Vectorworks is doing it. Uh, ETC has their classes for free for uh, a little bit, uh, longer, I think maybe till the end of the month, I could be lying. I don't know the, the, the date off the top of my head, but that's definitely something to look for. But those kind of things are, uh, super useful for the kids. And I I hope our takeaways, you know, you mentioned earlier, um, I guess 15, 20 minutes ago about the national online national version of thespian festival. Um, yeah, that's one of those things that if it's successful, might end up being a partner with the live in-person uh, festival. And, and that's one of those things that I hope that uh, not only nationals, but also state festivals are, are looking at as a, an alternative for those kids that can't afford to travel, or, you know, maybe they can pay their IE fee and send in a video, uh, but aren't going to Attend the actual big conference, but, um, yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, speaking of Julio, he just I, literally texted me. So g- keep I, he must be listening. <laughs> so yeah, but but is live? what's that? Is this live? Uh no, no it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's just coincidence. <laughs> so,
0: so that that the funny you bring up I T F because I think there are definitely some advantages being more accessible to kids, yeah. especially in Texas. And you, as you know, cause you're on the thespian board yeah. um, that, you know, kids in El Paso have a tough time getting to thespian right. for us, um, which is why we've done like regional things. And, and I think that's awesome that we're trying to kind of spread out. Um, but also in, in Nebraska and now Indianapolis, a lot of kids aren't able to attend that. So right. virtual, itf might be a good option and, and as soon as you said that i was thinking i was playing devil's advocate and what i was thinking is is isn't there a bit of an advantage to sending in an ie because you get to record it you get to you get to do it and and get that perfect take yeah. before you send it into contest whereas the kids that are actually there and attending it's you know you go into the room and you know how it is you got one shot
1: sure yeah no i i, I... Totally agree, but that's one of those things that has to be kind of hashed out. Uh, or or maybe it's done live stream. Uh, maybe that's your answer is, you know, between the hours of 1 and 5 on Thursday, there'll be a panel of judges, and you have to sign in or check in or whatever it is into uh, this streaming platform, and you perform from the comfort of your own home, but it's still live, so you're still doing it in one take, if you will uh you know that's that's one of those things so um but yeah there i the the bottom line is i think that there will be an answer or some sort of uh response from a successful online uh festival so hopefully successful do you see that they're 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 bringing in some big names some big guns yeah i saw that tina fey
0: was going to be on there dolly parton
1: Um, which oh, really? I don't, you know, I mean, I know she did what nine to five or something, but uh, <laughs> right. I, I, I don't think, say. I don't think of her as a, a theater person, but sure.
0: No. Yeah. I'm, when I told my kids that Dolly Parton was going to be on there, they were over the moon.
1: <laughs> they don't know Dolly <laughs> no, Parton. Like, come no, on. no, no. I'm uh, yeah. I don't know. She's not really relevant, but um, you know, but Tina Fey a big deal. And I think, you know, you could build yeah. up Tina Fey pretty well especially with kids that don't know who that is, but, uh, she's, she's got the pedigree because Tina Fey was big in person, what, 10, 15 years ago. And now she's behind the scenes. She's huge. She's one of the biggest, you know, most influential people, but anyway. Right. Didn't she write mean girls or wasn't she a big part? She was, she was a writer on mean girls. Yeah. 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 So, but I don't think people know, you know, they don't, but who knows that, uh, you know, kids don't, if you say she wrote mean girls, then they'll be like, Oh, cool. But (laughs) they don't know that unless you tell them that, uh, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just not, uh, giving my kids enough credit, but, uh, I also feel like I know my students. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, but in comparison, like, have we ever had two big names like that
0: out of, at ITF?
1: Depends on what your definition is of big name, but uh, usually, I mean, they're Broadway stars. Yeah, they're usually related to the the East Coast more so than the West Coast. But and I know Tina Fey has a lot is, is mostly New York, but she's a she's a film screen person more than a stage person. So, but uh, I don't, you know, I don't know about that big of a name. We've we've had some pretty big. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Uh, broadway people you know even at the state level we've had some some good names um broadway wise uh i think this year not the biggest name in the world but if you just say angel from rent most people are like oh yeah i know who that is but if you said his name they're like i never heard of him so which i couldn't even tell you what his name is and I, i shook his hand um but that you know it depends on how they're associated what they're associated with are they a character or are they uh, a big name actor. So that's me.
0: So I have a, I have a question for you, Uh-oh. Blake minor. This is Clark wisdom. Now we've switched to yeah. the script. On <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, so as a, you're a board member, right? Yeah. So do you guys, are y'all required to go to nationals or do you just want to be there to, to know? No, represent
1: uh, no. Uh, actually most, the majority of the board uh, does not go. And as we expand and get bigger, I think that, that number even gets bigger, that percentage gets bigger, but no, we are not required to go. Um, we, we don't receive any sort of perks or anything like that at the national level. And that's, you know, I know I'm on video. It's, it's not me doing this. We don't receive, you know, shaking my head. yes (laughs) while nobody sees me. No, we don't receive anything. Uh, you know, the only person in, in all honesty that is really, well, there are two that are that do damage at that level are nicole morgan and you know and amy as a, as the as the chapter director of course but nicole morgan is kind of the 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 big representative at uh national festival at least she was in lincoln i don't i don't know how that's going to change once we go to bloomington but because uh, she ran the main stage pretty much she was she was in charge of all that so she was the biggest wow. name from texas uh, and then the rest of us just kind of, we're just there along with everybody else and, uh, you know, hoping to, to leave a dent. But it's always good to have representation, a, a director representation, adult representation, because we have so many kids there. You know, we make up a good chunk of that, the the national festival, um, yeah. because we're just so large. But uh, uh, so having the sort of a, a the, the same amount of representation with adults is... It's pretty good. But if you have you ever been to, to nationals? Yeah, we we have
0: a super lucky district that um, we had two qualifiers like six years ago. Yeah. And I was just like blown away that Marlon Falls High School could have some national qualifiers. And we, you know, I was talking to my, our principal secretary and I said, yeah, we had these kids that compete and we're not going to be able to afford to go to nationals. And she said, well, you're that's like playoffs. Like, yeah the it district is. should should send you. Yeah. And so we were like, okay, let's put in a bid and we went to the school board and we said, "Hey, we have these two national qualifiers. They want to be on main stage. Is this is this possible?" And at the time the district was like, "Yeah, sure, you know, like 5,000 bucks. We'll we'll send them." And then last year we had 22 qualifiers. And but the press the the it's been set, you know, the precedent's been set. So we had slowly gone from 2 to 7 to 9 to 12 to 22. And so even this year, they, they approved it, you know, on the spot. They said, yeah, absolutely. Right. You, your kids are loving this event, and it's done a lot for your program. And so we've been lucky. We've been very, very fortunate.
1: Yeah, so there, one of the reasons I bring that up is because if you've ever been to those, like, adult, uh, the, the little the evening events that they have uh, for adults only, no beverages, kids. If, if I know there's some students that listen to this. We don't drink at thespian (laughs) festival, at least not on campus, not on campus. (laughs) Never. Yeah. Maybe in the privacy of our dorm room, but, um, but those adult, uh, sort of gatherings that they're themed every night, you know, uh, good food and stuff, but the, the Texas tables or table there, there's so many, you know, like there's so many of us there and then you go and you walk around and you say, Hey, where are you from? And they say, randomsville texas and you're like oh you're a texas person immediately there's a kind of a connection <laughs> um and, yeah. you just, and that's how we we kind of make our community a little smaller because we become friends at big festival because at or at national festival shall i say because we call our state festival big festival but at state festival it's really hard to do that because you kind of migrate to the people you already know um and and it's you, you're not expanding your network if you will. So I think we're trying to do more to get rid of that stigma that that you're not meeting new people, uh, especially with new teachers. But, you know, that's just that's my soapbox moment of the of the week. <laughs> that's a so, good one. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> so from
0: I, I'm sorry. I'm, tur- I'm really turning this into it a podcast my podcast
1: it's clark's uh, concerns is that no that's not a good one because it's not all negative yeah yeah all right yeah <laughs> turn it into yours I don't know. <laughs> clark's,
0: clark's creatives i don't know yeah hey so from the national festival just a random question the last like six years what main stage show sticks out to you
1: <sighs> what main stage show sticks out to me um I don't. I don't, I'm not saying this because we did it. We it actually stinks. It sticks out. Be, it's before we did it, which put it, the idea in our head. But zombie prom, uh, of all the shows, you're talking about at the state. Sorry, you're talking about state festival or uh, national. I oh, said nationals. Okay. Yeah, zombie prom, um, because the boy that played Johnny was just insanely phenomenal and maybe that's because i've only in my 10 years of teaching have had like two boys that i was like you are an actor you're gonna be something one day and then they you know and and they (laughs) prove me right later on but uh i've had talented boys but nothing like this kind of natural just it factor um and that kid i was just sitting there like oh man if i thinking about all the stuff that I could have done if I just had this one male actor that just had it. Uh, so that's why that stuck out to me. Um, but
0: you said, you said we did it like is in your school. Yeah, we
1: did, we did zombie prom a couple years after that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, and, and part of it, part of it was because of that. Part of it was also, we had already paid rights for, um, Heather's, and we're told by the community that we can't do Heather's that our community told us it was a big old mess, but, uh, they said you can't do Heather's. So we had to go back to MTI and say, we got to switch shows. I'm assuming we can only choose from the library that, that you, that you have obviously, uh, cause we've already mm-hmm. paid. And so we chose zombie Prom. Gotcha. So, so are you, are you like in a crazy conservative district? So, that's the great, that's the weird thing about Fort Bend is it depends where you are um, in, in the, the part of the district. Because, like, where I live, uh, it's not very conservative, uh, the part of the, the district I live in. But if you go more central and east um, towards the more white collar areas and bigger houses, yeah, it's, uh, it's more conservative. I also, my area is, uh, Dulles was a very religious Portion of Fort Bend, um, driven by a specific religion, not Judaism or uh, traditional Christianity, shall I say? Um, So uh, it starts with an M, but uh, and so their take on things was a little different than what we had. And that, to our defense, that was the only time we ever had an issue. Everything, you know, it's funny. It's Texas; everybody's good with. Gun toting and blood and violence, oh yeah! But the minute you put anything sexual on stage, it's like, how dare you? Uh, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, You could
0: like because we did Hamlet a few years ago, and we had Hamlet as a uh, an actress played Hamlet, and they were okay with everybody dying, like everybody getting murdered on stage was totally fine, but they didn't. They were really concerned about. The, in, the love interest between Ophelia and Hamlet at that
1: point. And um, that, that's a, literally an identical story because ours was started with Romeo and Juliet because we had Romeo and Mercutio suggest that they had more than a friendship. Uh, yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and you know, what's I think interesting um, and I'm not saying this is from our district, but isn't it interesting how the community standards change based on the administration, like, you know what I'm saying?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Maybe some of that has to be done off the record, but, but yes, I I do agree with you on that. Um, And it, and it's what's, what's interesting about that as well. uh, And I won't, I'll try not to say too much about that topic because I, I wholeheartedly agree, but it also depends on, for me, I've had now Five, six principles. Six principles. As in ten years of teaching. Now, mind you, that ten years spans over fifteen. But in ten years of teaching, I've had that many principles. And what I've noticed with those principles is is that principle might be uh, in a certain mindset—a conservative or liberal, or a Christian or a Jewish or Muslim, you know, whatever. But they then decide how they're going to. Uh, do their job based on if they also have a family um, because I've noticed I've had one principal who had kids in theater very conservative principal but because his kids were in theater he was a lot more uh, willing and allowing to let us experiment uh, and then later on uh, having a principal that had kids not in the arts not even old enough really to be in the arts was like, no, 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 you can't do these, these shows. Um, and I would have considered that principle to be more liberal. So I think there are a lot of different elements, but yes, exactly. I agree. <laughs> and I, and you know, I think it's, it's kind of, it's good to put yourself
0: in other people's shoes. Cause as I, as I, after I said that statement, I'm like, well, how else are they supposed to do it? You know, they, they have to come into a community and, you know, based on their interactions and the people they meet, they have to make a judgment call based on what their community thinks deems is acceptable. And so, you know, it's all up to interpretation.
1: I also think, though, that they have to do their due diligence. And if they are interested in being an administrator or a, a, a stakeholder in a community, then they need to, to do their research and find out what that community is is like what is what runs that community because if they walk into that community and have a different ideology then they're going to have uh a hard time making getting support for their decisions so uh you know it's we could talk about this for uh for a while (laughs) keep in mind i'm a certified administrator so i you know so i i went through this program for two years of becoming an advocate for administrators and uh, also learning how their, their clock ticks. Right. So. Yeah. You've seen both sides of the coin. Yeah. Which is why I'm not an administrator. Uh,
0: you know, there was something, when you first were talking about marble falls yeah. and you thought that we were in the Dallas area that, that, I'm going to get yeah. on my soapbox a little bit yeah, for do a it. second. Um, to the, to the, to the districts and the, teachers out there that are posting their jobs online and specifically, obviously in Texas, when you say Marble Falls high school, please like tell us what area of giant Texas you're in. Cause a lot <laughs> of people will say like r- dripping, runny, brushy middle school. And I'm like I have to go and look that up. Like if you just say I'm in the Houston area or I'm yeah. in the Austin area, that just makes it a little bit easier for people to determine whether or not they want to go or they're even able to go to that spot. Yeah. So post that, people.
1: Uh, drippy, what was it? Drippy, runny.
0: Uh, Dripping, runny, brushy. Middle brushy,
1: school. Brushy, brushy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's yeah, that's where I started my career. Actually. That's the uh, yeah the the fighting the fighting drips. <laughs> Yeah, it's gross. Go drips. Yeah, go drips. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's disgusting. That's funny. You're a horrible person. I think we end the podcast on go drips. Minor
0: wisdom.